Thanks for joining us today on the Forward Church Irvington podcast. Get ready for a word from Pastor Justin as he dives into a brand new summer series, Hot Topics. Awesome to see uh, the audience, the crowd, the congregation today. You have these conversations leading up to Father's Day. You know, on Mother's Day, everybody asks the mom, what do you want to do on Mother's Day? And guess what the mom's answer is? I want to go to church. A lot of times you ask the dad, what do you want to do on Father's Day? Sometimes the answer is not go to church. But I'm thankful that we have some dads that decided I'm going to make God a priority today. Amen. Give all of our dads a hand this morning. I'm going to lay the foundation this morning for this before I get into any of my notes or the scripture or whatsoever. As a matter of fact, you can go ahead and be turning to Ephesians chapter 6 if you want to. But before we read the scripture, let me just say this. This has been, a, uh, this has been something that's been on my heart for a long time now. Um, probably ever since um, all of the, the, the debate over the legislation of Roe versus Wade and all of that was taking place uh, it, it, the Holy Spirit really was just dealing in my spirit real heavily about a sermon series titled Hot Topics um, and I didn't know when I wanted to launch it uh, I, Cassie could, could attest to this we would take the boys to school and then on the way back from school we would discuss different things and, and uh, I probably brought this up to her a, a few months ago at least three or four months ago and then June came. Somebody say, and then June came. June came, and um, God was just like, now it's time. It's time. Listen, I'm going to be dealing with some very heavy topics in this, in this series. Uh, my family, I believe, has been under spiritual attack, tooth and toenail. We've, we fought the enemy leading up to this series. Uh, I'm not the kind to look for a demon around every corner. I'm not the type to over-spiritualize things, you know, I'm not the kind that if I have a 30-year-old refrigerator and it goes out, I'm blaming on the devil. It's 30 years old, the, the refrigerator went out because it was 30 years old. The devil didn't kill your refrigerator, you, it was 30 years time for it, and you, were, you know, I'm not that type to over-spiritualize things. But I have fought the enemy leading up to this series, and um, I believe Here's my heart. Let me share with you my heart behind this series. It's Father's Day. We have a responsibility as dads to be the spiritual leaders of our homes. Amen. So that's really why I wanted to launch this series on Father's Day. Another reason is, is, is this. The church needs to be aware of what is taking place in society today. In culture today. As a matter of fact, it is the responsibility of the church to influence culture for the goodness of the kingdom of God. It's our responsibility to engage this world and share with them the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But number three is this. Number one, it was Father's Day, and I wanted to connect with dads. Number two, it's the responsibility of the church to understand these things and to know these things. But number three, I pray that someone, under the sound of my voice, whether it be in this congregation throughout this summer or either watching on the live stream, I pray that someone 
that's dealing with some of the topics that I'm going to be touching on this summer, I pray that they turn from these topics and they turn to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's my heart. And I do this all on, on, on the foundation of, really, the foundation of, number one, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, because the Bible says all other ground is what? Sinking sand. But I, I also keep in mind the vision and the mission of this church. The vision of this church is moving forward together. Moving on from your past. The Bible says we're all born into sin. We all got a past. We've all been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But thank God we have been saved by grace through faith. We forward our relationship with God through discipleship, through small groups, through next steps. And then last but not least, together, Pastor Brandon's already did that. Together, everybody has a part in the kingdom of God. If you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, it's not just to fill a church chair, but it's so that you can serve and make a difference in the lives of people around you. And then the mission of this church, because I believe that if we focus on the mission, the vision will take care of itself. The, vi the mission is love God and love people. So I do this with a heart that, number one, loves God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. And number two, I love my neighbor, who is my neighbor, whosoever, everyone. Those two things I had to get off my chest before I get into this message today. And if you make this anything other than what I just said, you are missing the point completely. Amen? Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at verses 1 through 4 as our main text today. If you don't mind, please stand for the reading of God's Word. This is something we do at Forward Church, just to honor the reading of the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. If you got it, say, I got it. If not, it's up on the screen. It's, and this is dealing with children and parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Can I get an amen from some parents? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Paul quotes the Old Testament right here. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And verse 4 is really where I want to focus in on today. And you, fathers. Somebody, look at, look, look at a father this morning and say, that's talking about you. Do not provoke your children to wrath. Some translations say anger. <laughs> Sometimes the scripture just speaks for itself, don't it? But bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Today I'm launching a brand new series I'll be covering this entire summer. It's titled, Hot Topics. Will you pray with me? God, I come before you and I praise you for this word today. I thank you, God, for this congregation, Lord, that's come to hear your word today. And I just pray, God, that you would anoint my lips. Let everything I say be ordained by you. Nothing more, nothing less. Let it pierce the hearts of this congregation that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers. And I pray, God, not a single one of us would leave here the same way we walked in. And I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for everything that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, high five two or three people and tell them, get ready and buckle your seatbelt. 
you know, when, when I was preparing for this, this sermon series, I, had, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, God laid it on my heart, we've got to establish truth. Society seems to think today that truth is subjective. People say this, well, you've got your truth, I've got my truth. And even though your truth and my truth are polar opposite, somehow both of them are still true. I don't see where that makes sense. You have your truth, I have my truth. I've seen where people are conducting interviews and they have this conversation. They ask the question, well, what is truth? And they say, well, you've got your truth, I've got my truth, and this, that, and the other. He said, well, is it true that we're having this conversation right now? What if I thought, what if my truth was that you're not even standing here right now? Well, if that's your truth, then I guess it's true. How ridiculous is it today? But can I tell you that this is the tactic of the enemy? And, and I don't mean to get so heavy. I could almost retitle this series, Heavy Topics. Amen. I don't mean to get so heavy right off the bat, but I want you to understand, if you're under the sound of my voice today, I want you to understand that this is not just a cultural battle that we are facing today. This is a spiritual battle, and it's, 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 we need to understand that we have a responsibility as Christians, as believers in Christ, to engage in this battle that we're facing today in the world. Can I get an Amen. See, God gives a word to fathers in our text in the book of Ephesians to bring up your children, everybody say children, in the training and admonition of the Lord. I'm going to be dealing with that today. Bring up your children. See, can I tell you why I'm preaching on this topic today, Father's Day of all days? Two reasons. Number one, I'm here to light a fire in some dads today. I want a lot of fire in some dads. And I'm, if I quoted my dad this morning, Dad, happy Father's Day if you're watching this. If I quoted my dad this morning, I'm on a lot of fire in some dads this morning. Wave your hand if you know what I'm talking about this morning. But number two, I want you to understand something. And I told you this is going to seem really heavy today. It is. Number two, the enemy is after our kids. The enemy is after our sons and our daughters. The enemy is after our, our legacy, if you will. Listen to me. I, I didn't even have this in my examples. I'm going to lay out four quick examples, but I'm going to add two, or I'm going to add one or two that I didn't even have in my notes that I sent to the tech team. When the LA Dodgers brings in a trans nun group that does nothing but blaspheme the name of Jesus and everything that is holy and brings in this, this drag person pictured hanging on the cross, mocking the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that removes the sins of the world, we've got issues. I was watching Nickelodeon yesterday with my kids. A, a, a animated cartoon movie and in the commercials in between watching this movie, Nickelodeon celebrates pride. 
its own Nickelodeon, its own Disney, it's in cartoons. It's everything that is being pushed into our kids today. Listen to me. You know about Target. You've heard about Target. Let me tell you something that you, you might not understand. I pulled this from a quote on Focus on the Family and an article on Focus on the Family. Target, this, is what, this was the headline. Target launches new merchandise from transgender designer with links to Satanism and occult. Target Corporation has been a leader in this effusive support. This I'm reading from the article. I'm quoting from the article right here. This might be different. Listen, this might be different today, but we need to be made aware. Target has been a leader in this effusive support for homosexuality and transgenderism. Launching a line of pride merchandise in 2012. This didn't happen overnight. This didn't, we didn't just wake up one day and all of a sudden the world is just this confused. This has been happening for a while now. It's been right up under our noses, but for some reason I'm, 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 I'm getting a little boldness on me right here. And this, I'm not... I'm not really angry at the church this morning. I'm angry at the enemy, but I'm trying to light a fire in some church people this morning. For some reason, we just thought if we would turn a blind eye to it and ignore it, it would go away. Announcing in 2016 that it would allow individuals to use restrooms and dressing rooms in line with their quote-unquote gender identity and partnering with support LGBT LGBT activist groups for many years. In 2022, radical groups were thrilled when Target announced a transgender line of clothing which included body-damaging quote-unquote chest binders for girls as well as quote-unquote packing underwear. I, can't, I, 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 I took away words from this article that I didn't even feel like was appropriate for me to read from behind this pulpit. You can go look up the article yourself. But this year, the company has gone even further coming under fire for selling LGBT clothing for infants and children along with, quote-unquote, tuck-friendly swimwear. In addition, the retailer now carries merchandise from, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Abra. Abra, Abra Praling, a UK company which creates and sells occultic and satanic themed LGBT clothing and merchandise. Abra Praling's, Abra Praling's creator is Eric, a woman who had her breast removed and uses male hormones to live as a quote-unquote gay trans man. Listen to me. I don't even have time to get into all the blasphemous content that this person has promoted. I didn't even feel comfortable putting the image up on the screen this morning of, that was in this article of the picture of this woman, trans man, trans person. I'm not even getting to that yet. I'm sorry. But can I tell you that this is not just a cultural battle that we're in. We have open Satanist, open people from the occult that is 
indoctrinating our kids with this nonsense. The enemy is after our kids. Target's market cap has fallen $15.7 billion amid backlash to the decisions surrounding LGBTQ pride merchandise. But do you think they care? It's like, the, it's like that's not even the main focus now. The main focus is this agenda. And the adopt, no matter what it costs the company, no matter what backlash, no matter what's going on, the agenda is to promote the indoctrination of these ideologies into the next generation. The second example I have this morning is the U.S. Department of Education. When you go on the U.S. Department of Education Facebook page, you find this image. Go ahead, Lexi. That image with this caption, everyone in the school community should feel valued for who they are and free to be their authentic self. Our message to LGBTQI+, we keep adding more letters to this thing somehow. Students, teachers, and staff, as we begin hashtag Pride Month, ED has got your back. The education department has got your back with that symbol. Number three. What do you find when you go visit? I'm going to bring it home. Because we think that we would never, I've heard this for years. We will never have to deal with this in Alabama. We will never have to deal with this in Mobile County. What do you find when you go visit the website, visitmobilealabama.org or .com? You find this picture at the very top with the headlines, LGBTQ lives here. This is what it reads. Mobile is home to a thriving LGBTQ community of locals and visitors alike. We embrace all love and want our LGBTQ plus community and visitors to feel welcome, safe, and celebrated. While our wide number of attractions, restaurants, tours, and beyond are fun for all, there are also many resources and things to which may be a, of a particular interest to LGBTQ visitors. Come celebrate all, all in all caps, bold letters, underlined, all love in the city that was born to celebrate. I want to say something right here. There is a difference in love and lust. To love someone is to share the truth with them. Jesus, I, I need to pause right here. Jesus shared truth in love. 
It is possible to share truth in love. I do not hate gay people. I am not a transphobic individual. But I cannot condone what the Word of God condemns. Number four, drag queen story hour in Mobile Public Library, reading to three-year-olds. Why am I preaching on this? I'm preaching on this because for some reason we thought as Christians we can sit on the sidelines and be silent about all this and it will just go away. But we've realized over the course of the past decade that that's not true. And listen to my heart behind this. And I know I'm not spitting and hollering and shouting and standing on my head. But I'm, I'm speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit this morning from the, from the heart of what he has laid on my, in my spirit to preach. Listen, we have what I call fringe Christians today. What I mean by they're on the fringe. Meaning it's not a priority. God is not a priority. Church is not a priority. The Word of God is not a priority. And we call ourselves Christians, but we don't really follow Christ. And what happens when we have so many fringe Christians, why do I think we have fringe Christians? It's because we can have over 1,200 on Easter Sunday, and then the very next Sunday have just right at 600. I'm not trying to condemn you this morning. But what I am trying to do is make the point when we have fringe Christians, this is the path in which society leads. But if we, would get, if we could open our eyes to what is taking place in the world around us, and I'm hoping to light a fire under somebody this morning, it's time we take back our kids, it's time we take back our education system. It's time we take back our communities and our city. Well, Pastor, what's the big deal about all this? I'm not participating in any of this. That's, what's, that's been the rhetoric for years now. I'm not as long as I'm not participating, who cares? Well, first of all, whether you like it or not, you're being forced to participate in all of this. You and I are being forced to participate in all of this by funding it. Yeah, that's right. Mobile County and city taxes are paying for all of this. You're funding it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Most importantly, it's a huge deal. And this is why, while the majority has set silent, the minority has gotten loud. And it's indoctrinating our legacy, our sons and our daughters, with all of this nonsense. That girls can be boys and boys can be girls. And that there's, 
a transgender, uh, there's, a, there's a gender scope. I don't get it. And I don't understand how we can sit silent while all of these topics are being, I don't know how else to word it, shoved down our throat today. I'm try, I tried to figure out a better way to word that. But it is what it is. Dad's church, it's time we take a stand. It's time we stand up. It's time we break the silence. It's time we rise up and take back everything that is rightfully ours. And I don't know about you, but Jaden and Kaysen are my sons. They're not, they're not the world's. And listen to me, if we've got anybody watching this or under the sound of my voice that serves on the Mobile City Council, anybody that serves on the Board of Education, any teachers, any, any people, if you work at Target, listen, I love you. And I know we've got people on, on the City Council, I know we've got people uh, on the Board of Education that actually has our children's best interests at heart. And I pray for you. And I lift you up in prayer. And it's time that we all start lifting each other up in prayer. It's time that we all really hit our knees and engage in this battle that we're facing today. It's time we take back our communities, our cities, and our nation. How? The scripture said with training and admonition in the Lord. I'm finally getting to the scripture. These two words, training and admonition, are used to explain the duties that fathers have to build up our children or to bring up our children. Training and admonition can be translated discipline and teaching. Discipline and teaching. Can I tell you, we need to bring our kids up in discipline and in teaching. Significantly, significantly both training and admonition are used to describe the purpose of Scripture. Those, two, those same two words are found in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 in the purpose of Scripture in the lives of all believers. So I think it's so important for parents to raise our kids on the Word of God. When we talk about what is truth today and people have their truth you have your truth, I've got my truth, his truth, her truth, this truth, that truth. There is only one truth, and it's the Word of God. And as believers in Jesus Christ, the only lens in which we should formulate our worldview is through the lens of the Word of God. Where do we find the truth about God, man, and sin? The Bible. Some view the Bible as only a collection of stories about man's effort to find God. If this were so, the Bible would have no authority or sense of divine revelation. Instead, it would merely be the account of humans groping for truth they cannot obtain. But the Bible is not just the story of humanity's attempts to find God. Rather, the Holy Scripture is the account of God's effort to reveal himself to every human being on the face of this earth. It's time that we need to get back to believing that the Word of God is infallible, inerrant, inspired, breathed by God himself. 
and that it is useful for rebuking, correction, teaching, admonition, training in every area of our life. We stand on the Word of God. Why do I preach about absolute truth today? Because there is, without the Word of God, there is no absolute truth. There is no morals. Morals will, would, would not even exist if it wasn't for a God in heaven who inspired and breathed His Word to us. And I lay this foundation in part one of Hot Topics today because there are so many people today arguing over all of these topics that I'm going to preach on. I hit on transgenderism today. I hit on all this LGBTQ stuff. I'm going to hit on a lot of other topics today. I'm probably, either going, I'm probably even going to follow up on this same topic and deal with pride next week. Because what I want to do is I want to filter all of these topics through the Word of God. You can't say, I believe this. Or I believe that. You can't say, well, this is my truth. You believe what you believe, I'll believe what I... We can't have that conversation. doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. What matters is what this word says. Listen to me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to the Father. In the beginning was the Word of God. You, you, in the beginning was the Word. You can throw that scripture up on the, on the screen. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4. In Him was life. We just sung a song this morning. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. But you know what? You skip on down in that same chapter. And what's so awesome is in verse 14, and the Word, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and, somebody say it, full of grace and, full of grace and, we can practice grace, but we can practice truth at the same time. We don't have to compromise truth on the altar of grace. Both. Jesus is still the answer in 2023. Everybody stand. I told them to have this text on standby. And I want to I close with it. And it's a little lengthy, okay? But just bear with me. I just preached from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. But in that same chapter, did you know it's the chapter where we find the spiritual armor? It's almost like the Holy Spirit 
knew that in raising our children to be parents, to be biblical parents, we need the armor of God. Look at your neighbor and say, we need the armor of God. Listen to me. Finally, my brethren, this is Paul writing, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Man, I'm commissioning somebody, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle, listen to me, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against Target. We don't wrestle against all, all these corporations and companies and, 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 and all these things in, on this world. We wrestle against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against principalities, against rulers and darkness of this, this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand 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 up speak stand up rise up speak up I could preach a three-part outline right there having girded your waist with truth the belt of truth the belt of truth I don't know if you've studied about the armor before I don't even have this in my notes but with everything all the other pieces of the armor hinged on the belt of without the belt of truth everything else fell apart there was no leg to stand on Open our eyes, open our minds. That's their tactic. That's the tactic of the enemy. If I can take away truth, if I can make truth subjective, if I can just make truth obscure, if I can, if I can bring this in, if I can plant that seed in them, then everything else falls apart. Paul goes through the rest of the armor, but I want to pick up in verse 19 because we always end at verse 18. When reading the armor, we always end at verse 18, praying in the Spirit with all types of prayers and supplication, making prayers and intercessions for the saints always. But verse 19, Paul saying something. This is the guy who wrote over half of the New Testament. This is the guy who had a radical transformation moment on the Damascus Road, who was so the light of Jesus and was transformed, but he still requested prayer. And look at what he requested prayer for. And for me, that utterance may be given to me. That utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak. as I ought to speak. Church, it's time we speak boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ. Shout Jesus in the mountains. Jesus in the streets. 
Jesus to my family. Come on, somebody. I just want to speak the name of Jesus because Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands and give him praise. God, I love you, Father. Thanks again for joining us on the Forward Church Podcast. We hope today's message was a blessing to you. If you'd like more information, you can check us out on Facebook or at forwardchurchonline.com. Thank you.